This is the Create Yourself Podcast. Welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. This is episode 10. I'm here with my good friend, Philip Berry, and today we're going to talk all about uh, counting macros, how to make it work, why you should even do it in the first place. We're going we're gonna to get deep into the weeds with this. Um, Phil, what's up, man? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. So, guys, today we're, all t- we're talking all about macronutrients, right? I get tons of questions on, Coach, how do I track macronutrients? Um, what are macronutrients? I mean, there's a, a bazillion questions that I get every week, and I thought about what a, a what a great way to kind of go over this as a whole than to do an entire podcast on how to track your macros, uh, how to understand, you know, where these different macronutrients come from, the types of foods that they come from. We're going to try to get really into the weeds with this, uh, and we'll see where it goes. So let's start off with um, what is macro counting, right? So macro counting is essentially any food that you eat has a calorie amount, a protein amount, a carb amount, a fat amount, depending on what type of food it is, right? So um, essentially when you're counting macros, you're keeping track of all those things because it's a great way to not only drive your performance, but to drive, to, to drive, excuse me, man, I can't talk today, to drive muscle gain, fat loss, performance, whatever way you want to go with it. Counting your macros is a, is a great way to control that outcome um, through eating, right? So uh, what are pro- what are your macronutrients? We're talking protein. We're talking fat. We're talking carbohydrates, right? Um, they all so, have a vital role in uh, regulating your hormones, recovering your muscles, giving you energy. They all have their place in what you do every day. So with macros, you're telling me I can do aesthetics and performance or performance and I, or? I think it's more macros really help you to control and really get specific in one goal while maybe trying to maintain the other goals. So maybe you're trying to perform really, really well, but you can maintain aesthetics. But there's always gonna be this degree of when you get you know, really into driving your performance, you're gonna suffer on the aesthetic side a little bit, in my opinion. And that's also depending on how long you've been training, like what is your training age, right? Um, so ultimately, when you're setting up your macros, it's all about what are you trying to do, right? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to gain weight? Are you trying to maintain? All these things are questions that you have to ask yourself before you ever try to do any sort of macro counting because without any kind of direction, uh, you're essentially wasting your time and you, you can't even really get a setup for your macros in the first place. Is that something you can agree with? Absolutely. I mean, what are we setting up for if we don't have a goal in mind anyways, right? Typically when people come to me and they're like, hey coach, I wanna track macros. The first question I always ask them is what are your goal? Or what is your goal? And you know, that can lead to any number of things. Most often it's gonna be centered around performance, weight gain, which is muscle gain or uh, weight loss, right? So I ask that question. From there, they'll typically say something like, uh, let's, let's talk about if they wanna lose weight, right? So my first step with every person, rather than giving them a macro setup right away, is to have them give me food logs, right? For, for two to three days. And the reason why I do that is because I wanna get them familiar with uh, tracking their foods and inputting it into an app like My Macros Plus. Uh, I personally use MyFitnessPal with most people just because I understand it the best. Um, but downloading either, downloading any way to track your macros through an application or your phone is always gonna be the best bet because, uh, especially if you're using MyFitnessPal, it's such a giant library of foods um, that is very able or very easy to keep up 
and to keep track of all that stuff. Right? And it, so it adapts too. It uh, it grows all the time with bigger and bigger things as people put stuff yeah. in. Oh man, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a living library. It's a great way to you know if you if you make recipes and and uh, your friends can share that recipe or you can make your if you're gonna make bulk food you can make you can put that entire recipe in there and then divide it into portions. To the servants, yeah. And Megan does it all the time with stuff that she makes. Absolutely. Um, and it, it even learned you. Like for instance, I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. When I log into my MyFitnessPal and I go to punch it in, it's right under my recents. If Literally if I type in egg, my entire breakfast populates in like a quick add little bar at the bottom. Um, I don't know that, it, I've, I've only used MyFitnessPal, so I'm not sure if any of the, those other apps have that function. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Um, okay, so, you know, first step, you're tracking your food, right? Getting used to putting that into your app every single day, um, at least for a couple of days, will set you up for success um, with getting used to track your food, okay? Uh, from there, we need to typically decide, again, what's that goal, right? If you're trying, getting back to the, you know, maybe you're trying to lose weight, then we're going to put you in what's called a calorie deficit, okay? A calorie deficit is essentially a calculation where maybe, for instance, maybe I use Phil for an example, we do his body weight times, uh, a calculation that I use is, um, if you're not a worker outer, right, if you're not really into fitness, you're just more, you know, living life, going through life, which is fine, um, I'll typically take your body weight, depending on if you're, you know, what is your body weight in the first place, are you extremely overweight, are you extremely underweight, uh, I'll take all those things into consideration too, but uh, for somebody not working out, I'll take their body weight and I'll multiply that by 10 to 12 calories per pound of body weight. And that's just your calories alone. Um, for a person who's pretty active, and I can even go higher than this, I'll take their body weight, again, all depending on, all dependent on um, whether they're really overweight or really underweight. Uh, I'll do their body weight times 12 to 15 calories per pound of body weight. And that gives me what's called your maintenance number. Your maintenance number is if, you know, we do Phil's numbers and we put Phil on a, for sake of explanation, a 2,000 calorie diet. That is his maintenance diet, meaning whatever his body weight was times the amount of calories I decided to give him per pound of body weight. Um, that is a roundabout number uh, based off of a simple calculation as to what Phil burns every single day. And if he were to eat that amount every single day, he would maintain his body weight. So we would get that maintenance number first. Oftentimes, I'll start with somebody just tracking their food first. Second step, I'll get them in a maintenance diet for, you know, at least a week. So not only are they getting used to tracking their food, but now they're in a maintenance period. From there, we would take you into what's called a calorie deficit. Okay, so a calorie deficit is where you take away a certain amount of calories. Because the whole trick with counting macros is that you want to take away a certain amount of calories um, to make sure that you're eating the perfect amount. Not too much, not too little but the perfect amount, right? So we'll take you, if you're looking to lose weight, again, we'll put you in that deficit. I typically will start with anywhere between 100 to 250 calories. Same thing on the other side, if you're looking to gain weight, I'm probably gonna add 100 to 250 calories per pound of body weight. Um, or I'm sorry, I'm gonna add 150 to 250 calories to your diet, to your maintenance number, to allow you to gain weight. So that's somewhere that I'll kind of start from there. So. Tracking your food, we get your maintenance amount first, and then we either put you in a deficit or a gain, or I'm sorry, a um, surplus of calories, all meant to kind of fuel that. Because ultimately, you know, there'll be some argument about this and, and people can fight. Uh, but what I've found is that gaining weight and losing weight, maintaining weight is just simple math, right? We get our, we get our calculations right, it just works really, really, really well, okay?
Okay, so now we've got your, your maintenance number or your deficit or your, uh, your surplus. So we probably need to do a, um, an example of this and kind of walk through it. You want to do some of those calculations for me there, Phil? So, uh, let's, take, so let's take a, um, we started talking about weight loss first. So let's, go, let's walk through the whole thing just so, so the listeners can kind of know um, what it looks like if they were to try to set it up themselves or kind of help them understand that a little bit. So, so on that same note, is yeah. there any literature or, or uh, websites or anything that you can recommend that, that would help through this? Uh, I love the RP, the, R, the Renaissance Periodization Diet Book. That's one that I use a lot. There's tons of like free um, calculators and stuff like that outside or uh, online. I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of those are extremely inaccurate, and they'll have people under eating or really overeating. Well, and they're very general, right? Yeah, they are very general. I find, I find that even yours has become a, a, a melting pot of oh, yeah. of different books that you yeah, read. Yeah, because I man, know. You'll, sometimes you'll set somebody up on a diet, and it's not right first. I mean, we got athletes in here that shoot, man, change their macros 25 to 30 times. Just, I mean, it, it's a moving target, man. It's something that always changes all the time. Right. Um, then, so yeah, even guys, these numbers are super general, but. Uh, the whole point of this podcast in the first place is we just want to give information. We want to give value. We want people to be able to understand when we're talking about macronutrients or when they hear it, what is it? Where, where does all this stuff come from, right? So, um, yeah, so we've got our calories set up. Uh, so let's walk through this, man. Let's walk through a whole setup for a person. So let's take a hundred. Why don't you take a 200 pound person? Yeah, let's, let's take it. a 200 pound male. Okay. okay? Now we're sexist because we're doing men. Let's do a 200 pound male. Sorry, guys and girls. Uh, 200 pound male, he's working out two to three times a week. Okay, so again, 200 pound man, working out two to three times a week. So we mentioned before that if you're working out, we want to take your body weight times, you know, 12 to 15 calories per pound of body weight. So I look at that higher number as like somebody who's working out all like four to five days a week. He's on the high end of uh activity level so let's take uh so he's working out this avatar is working out two or three times a week so let's just go 13 so 200 times 13 is 2600 calories so not exact science but in theory based off of a simple calculation we can estimate that a 200 pound man working out two to three times a week is probably going to expend about 2600 calories it's not perfect science, guys, but it's something close. It's a starting point. And, okay. and, what's, and what's important to remember here is, uh, so step one is just tracking, um, you know, tracking all of it, right? Tracking everything you eat. There's really no, no steps there other than track what you eat, right? right. Step two is that maintenance period. Um, now, that maintenance period, you're going to give, after we figure out this calculation, that's the number you're going to give this person, right? Correct. So how important is it for that person to hit those numbers um and within what or well, we're know. not super important yet because we got to find the macronutrients based off of that okay so yeah. so once they have that that number and these macros that you're going to give them um it's important for them to hit those numbers but th that step that next step is going to be uh, not to get ahead here but is going to be um tracking hitting those numbers so that this is constantly living and this is the value of having uh you know cody in your corner is um, how your body responds to these things. And I know right. you're going to get more into this later, um, but how your body responds to these is going to be how you uh, tweak and, and, and manipulate the numbers later. Right. It's a moving target. Nobody, it breaks my heart when I give somebody a setting and then they disappear for two weeks and then they come back and like, oh, my macros didn't work, so I stopped. 
Well, I told you in the beginning that we have to, there, communication needs to happen so that we can move, it's a moving target, man. It never stays the same. I changed my macros. Man, it's so annoying. It like, I don't know, man, every couple weeks to every month. And, and it, maybe not changing the amount of food, right? The amount of food is your calories, right? Maybe not changing the amount, but what my macro breakdown is, whether I, you know, I add carbs or I take carbs, I add fat. Um, it's always moving. It's always changing. And um, it, that communication with your coach is always important. Right. So, but how many times do you get someone that's like, they ask you, Cody, everybody's getting slim doing macros. Can you give me my macros? Yep. Boom. Here's your macros. Uh, 2,800 2, calories. And they may not even say it out loud, but 2,800 calories. Oh, that's too much. That's too many calories. Yeah. They don't even give you the two weeks of trying it, right? No. But if it's too many calories after two weeks, you're going to adjust it. You're going to be like, we need to do this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. So it's like, have faith in the system, and, and I'll let you move on from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we got our you know 200-pound man who wants to lose weight. Uh, did his maintenance number. He's at 2,600 calories. That's his maintenance number, right? So I put him in that. Um, now, from there, we need to find macros for that. So I, I will always start off with... Um, if a person is trying to lose weight, we need to give them enough protein to aid in recovery and to allow them to maintain their muscle mass. And so, real quick, Cody, uh, yeah. what what are what are macros? So, macro your macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. Um, each of them have something you need. Like protein is great with helping your body repair muscle repair tissue. Uh, carbohydrates are great as a fuel source, and uh, fats are always going to be a signaling source. So, it's something. Uh, fats are huge in regulating regulating your hormones and making sure that those are working right. So those can all be manipulated to kind of feel what you're trying to do. So from there, we're going to find a protein. Again, weight loss client, uh, I need him to be able to perform well, um, hold on to the muscle mass that, that he has, uh, still be able to recover. There's been a lot of research that says that, you know, a person trying to lose weight needs at a minimum like 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight so let's just do our calculation based off of that so 200 pound man times 0.8 is what what's that calculation there so we're talking 160 grams so 200 pound man roughly needs about 160 grams of protein right so we've got that so now when we're talking about carb content here's where some more calc oh, i'm sorry i gotta get back on that protein i almost moved on without that where, what is going on with me today uh so your protein content uh, 0.8 per pound of body weight is a good place to start for somebody trying to lose weight. If that person is trying to maintain, um, we can put them at one gram. So we're doing this diet and maintenance. So for weight loss, I'd probably take them to 160 grams of protein. But uh, if he's trying to just, if we're in that maintenance period right now, I'm just going to get him at 200 grams of protein um, for starts, right? So we're at 2,600 calories. That's his maintenance number, 200 pound man. And his protein is now at 200. Now, Let's talk about the carbs next. So with carbs, this is again another one of those calculations, right? So a person who is trying to lose weight, I want to give them the the amount of carbs that they need to be able to perform well without overfueling them, without underfueling them, right? And this is just my basic general setup that I do with people. I will almost always take a person's body weight and give them one gram of carbohydrates per pound of body weight. That's always where I'm going to start at. So now this guy... Maintenance number, 2,600 calories, 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbohydrates. So here's some, here's some, uh, just some good facts to keep in mind with your um, counting macros. So every gram of protein that you consume or every gram of carbohydrate that you consume is four calories, right? So your, you know, you have your, shoot, man, you have 
10 grams of protein, you can pretty much assume that you're going to be eating at least 40 calories, right? So when we're finding your numbers, that the, knowing that your carbs and your proteins are four calories is important because most people, it's hard for them to kind of understand that when I'm getting your macronutrients, it's coming from your calorie setup. Those two, those two things are married together. They don't work without each other. So uh, 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbohydrates. We take that number and we multiply it by that four uh, calories per gram, which is what? 16. Which is 1,600, right? So now we're left out of that daily diet. We know that that 2,600 calories, out of that, 1,600 of it is going to be proteins and carbs, okay? And that's not a number that a person needs to remember. It's just good to know. I, I love that, you know, uh, when I coach athletes, I try to educate them too. And I don't want them to just follow blindly. I want them to shoot, man, maybe one day be able to do this on their own. So we've got, we take that number, that 1600, and now we need, the only thing that's missing is the fat content, right? So we mentioned before that for performance, aesthetics, I would make the argument that fat is the least important macronutrient in that, but it's the most important at maintaining hormone levels and maintaining that signaling process with how your body essentially runs, right? So it's important to have some of that in your diet, but it's not super important to, um, for your body composition or your aesthetics, right? Uh, and that's arguable. There's been some research that can be contrary to that. There's different um, different camps of dieting that would make the argument against that. But that's what I've seen from coaching hundreds of athletes. That's just it is what it is, right? That's my uh, practical experience with that. So we're left with a thousand calories when we take that 1600 away from that uh, 2600. So with that thousand calories, every gram of fat that you consume in your daily diet is nine calories. That's, a, that's one of the reasons why people say eat more fat, you feel more, um, you feel more full for longer. It's because it's a dense food, there's more calories in it. Of course, you're gonna feel more full, you're, you're getting more uh, food content, I'm sorry, more calorie content from that. So we take that thousand calories, and we, I'm sorry, that a thousand calories that is left, and we find our fat from that, because we know that nine calories is one gram of fat. So when we take that thousand, we divide it by nine, what do we get, Phil? One eleven. One eleven. So we get 111 grams of fat. So now we've got our maintenance setting. So hopefully everybody's following along here. That's why this, guys, it's good to have a coach for this kind of stuff because, you know, I do all these calculations for people. So does the other nutrition coaches that I work with and um, that work in my gym. They're great with this stuff. They do it for you. They just hand you calculations and, and give you coaching along the way. But um, getting back to it, 2,600 calories. We got, a guy, we got our guy at 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbohydrates, and then 111 grams of fat. So now this is that maintenance number for our avatar athlete, 200 pound man. So I give him these numbers. He goes and he does it for about a week. The only way that I can really find, or any coach can really find, if your what your macros are doing toward, to your body is that you hit these numbers. Now when I coach athletes, I tell them that it's important to remember that when you're hitting your numbers, I want you within plus or minus five grams of every single thing that you can, of, of every single macronutrient uh, that we're tracking. So that means that at the end of the day, I'd love to see, you know, we'll say John Doe here. I'd love to see him at, you know, somewhere between 195 grams of protein and 205 grams of protein, plus or minus five on that number that I give him. Same thing for the carbohydrates. And then plus or minus five of that 111 grams of fat is going to be either 116 or 106, right? So I want him somewhere in that spectrum at the end of the day. Now, if he's handing me these numbers in and he's checking in with me 
and he's out to lunch on every single number, it's impossible for me to even set a baseline with anybody. So if you're, if you're going to track the macros, it's important that you hit your numbers. If you don't, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're wasting your time. You have to hit your numbers to make this work. It's really hard when you work with a coach and you know, you're telling them that you're hitting your numbers and they're manipulating you and you're getting bad results. It has to come from um, you hitting your numbers really, really well. And we haven't even, I mean, we probably won't even touch it on this podcast very much, but um, we haven't even got into the quality of food yet. Um, but hitting those numbers is an important place to start. So now he's done his, let's say he does his maintenance numbers. He's within plus or minus five for an entire week. Well, then we're going to move into, again, this is a weight loss guy. We want to take John Doe and we want to put him in a deficit. So uh, my first stop for this usually is I will take that person down to that 0.8 grams of protein, right? So what does that let leave us at? Oh, we got to remove first. So what I'll start at first, I apologize. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So I mentioned before that I'll do somewhere between like 150 to 250 um, calories worth of a deficit. So let's take that 2,600 calories. Phil, let's start at, uh, let's pull 150 off of that. What does that look like? 2450. So we're at 2450. So now we've got our deficit number. So we take that 2450 and now we're going to start setting up macronutrients. I always start with protein first. So let's put them at 0.8. What is 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight? Per pound of body you weight? at 160 or something like that? 168. Yeah, so we'll get him we'll get our we'll get our John Doe at 160 grams of protein. It's a good place to start for um, the weight loss situation. Now from there, because he's a weight loss person, I'm going to keep him on the low end of the carbohydrate spectrum, which can be anywhere between one gram of carbohydrate uh, per pound of body weight all the way up to 1.5. You know, sport athletes who are, you know, competing in a sport or highly active, I'll take them up to almost two grams per pound of body weight. But person just trying to lose weight, I'm going to keep him probably at one gram of carbohydrate per pound of body weight. So we got 160 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbohydrates. Back to that four calories per gram. Phil, what are we at? Uh, 1800 well so we've got the 640 for the for your protein uh, 640 calories right so you take that away from the 2450 it leaves us with 1810 and then you have the 800 for uh, your carbs here which is going to bring you to 1010 right so now we got to take that 1010 divided by 9 And you're looking at 112 for your your fats. Okay, so now that person is gonna now they have their deficit set up and they run with that for a week. So you guys, you're probably got your eyes crossed, your your head's probably smoking. Again, we're getting back. This is the value of a coach. We do all this for you. You don't even have to think about it. Again, this is education. I want you guys to understand how to do this stuff. So we got our John Doe in a basic deficit number. And then in a perfect world, we give him this number and he starts to lose somewhere between a pound to two pounds of body weight per week. And then, you know, shoot, man, we could, God, we could get way into this. So we can even get into biomarkers. And um, essentially, there's a whole bunch of questions that you need to always ask yourself when you're in any sort of diet change, right? So if a person's in a deficit and let's say that first week, they lose something crazy, you know, a 200 pound man who's not extremely overweight, let's say that he loses something crazy like seven or eight pounds um, and he's like, yeah, I'm losing weight. But he, then he's like, yeah, but I'm sleeping like crap and I have no energy and I'm always hungry. Well, that means that I have them in too much of a deficit. 
right? Which means I would probably give him calories and give him some more um, fats or carbs from there. Um, and then there's other things like, well, maybe he feels really, really full and he's, you know, not, you know, he feels really, really full and he's not gaining weight. He's not losing weight. Well, that means that we probably need to start pulling some more food off. But the only way we can do that, again, is getting back to this, is is he consistent? Is he adhering to the process? Is he hitting his, his macronutrients every single day? There's all these questions that we need to ask. Um, so now, counting your macronutrient, guess what, guys? It means that you have to weigh and measure every single thing that you put into your body. If you don't, it's impossible to know uh, what is coming into your body every day. And then using those measurements... You know, you punch it into your app. Again, MyFitnessPal has this huge library. So if you go and you weigh out, you know, chicken breast and you get six ounces and you go into MyFitnessPal and you punch in six ounces of chicken breast, it's going to give you a certain amount of protein. And if we, you punch the numbers in that your coach gives you, it's going to pull away from that a lot in amount every day. And again, you want to fill your, I, I, every time I'm coaching an athlete, I give them the three cup analogy. And it's like your cups are a certain size when you're eating and you want to fill those cups up to the very top without overflowing without underfilling and then you don't want to wait to the end of the day and you know you've got all your fat and all your carbs filled up and you've got this giant cup of protein that you haven't touched yet right so you got to make sure that you're hitting a little bit of it every single day or every single meal to bring those cups up and then keeping in mind that you know some foods also like let's take some protein for instance also Almost has a lot of fats most in it. proteins most proteins right especially you know if you're not doing lean cuts if you're you know a steak or you know not even a steak but if you're like a a ribeye guy or shoot man um, I'll take pork for instance some pork depending on what cut you get like mm. lots of lots of saturated fats in it so you got to be careful with that because um, it's going to throw your fat amount off especially Ladies, some of you, when, when we get you, you know, if you're a 100-pound lady and we get you set up on some macros and, you know, you got 30, 40 grams of fat, <clears throat> you got to be very careful with the amount of, um, you know, saturated fat style meats or those more fatty cuts. You got to be very, very careful with that. So um, building on that a little bit, uh, lean cuts are always going to be the best way to get those um, protein amounts in. And then carbohydrates, um, my staple in my personal diet is, you know, I live and die by sweet potatoes, whole grains, and uh, rice. That's how I get all my carbohydrates in. It's a very easy source for me. And then avocados and peanut butter is, you know, and I try to stay on the natural, the organic, low sugar side for the peanut butter. But that's where I get a lot of my fats from. And and the other great thing about those, uh, you know, those lean cuts is, um, you know, average steak you buy doesn't have nutritional facts on the side of it, mm -hmm. right? So you're going off of either a general number yeah. for steak or the cut of meat that you got. Um, but the leaner it is, is the easier it is for that, that number to be more accurate. All of it is very general. I mean, all the nutrition facts that are on foods are all very general, but it's important to remember that if you're tracking, it's much more easier to hone that in. So maybe you are tracking, you're hitting the exact macros that I want and something's not happening. Well, it can be a number of things. It could be, you know, quality of food. It could be... Uh, maybe we have your numbers too high or too low. It could be hormone levels. There's all these different variables that go into it. But tracking your food and getting completely on top of that is a great way to just make a. It's like if you're if you're lost. Like when we, funny story. Over the summer we got lost when we were four wheeling. No, we didn't. Um, way lost. <laughs> we way got way lost. Oh my gosh, I'm so freaking out. So we got lost. Um, where were we? We were in. Uh, Cle Cletus. Cletus. We were in uh, Cleelum. Cleel Cle 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 
<laughs> Cleellum, uh, Washington. We were stuck in the woods, man. Um, if we just had a, the problem was is we also didn't have service. But if we could just drop a waypoint, we would know what direction to go. Right. So to tie this back into the diet conversation is that if you're tracking your macros and we can just put a waypoint out there of where, what you're doing currently, and then we can at least go a direction and find out if it's the right one or the wrong one. If we don't have a waypoint in the first place and we don't have you tracking, you're not hitting your numbers, then we don't even know where to go Run with Running circles. We're just doing the circles, right? Um, so that's something to think about. Um, where else can we take this? So let's talk about um, weighing foods and then uh, we'll get a little bit into, um, we'll get into how we build meals, what that looks like, and then the two things that I know that people are gonna say when they do their numbers, right? So let's start with the, the two things people always say. Phil, just spitballing here. What is the number one thing people say uh, when they get macronutrients from any coach at this gym or when you see me give them numbers? What is the first one? Uh, do, I think it's either too many or-, or Too buku. Yeah. Too much food. <laughs> too much food, right? It's insane. It, I have athletes that I have coached, men, that eat less food than my 140-pound wife does. Less food than that. And it's a hundred, I'm not even going to name drop. He'll know, if he's listening to this, he's going to know. A 160-pound weightlifter, um, first name Schman, that, <laughs> that um, tracks food, I would always give him a hard time because he's like, oh, you know, I'm tired, I'm not recovering, like... You know, my numbers aren't going up and he would get so stressed out and then I'd take a look at his diet or he would like not tell me about it. And then I'd go in on, you know, look on my fitness pal. Dude, you consume 1400 calories a day. Yeah. Oh, I'm full. I'm, I'm, you guys can't see this, but I'm rolling my eyes. It's because he's well, not fueling his body. Right? He's not fueling. It's hard for people to understand that there is a such thing as under eating and that you can't just secretly eat this really low amount and maintain your weight or you know whatever you have to fuel every single thing that you do so that's the first question the first you know apprehension that i get is that's way too much food how am i going to eat all that food and it's going to go it can go a couple of different ways number one if you have any kind of metabolic damage or you're been eating the same way for a certain period of time our bodies are meant to adapt it adapts to every single thing that we do so if we this person eating 1400 calories a day He's probably been doing this for a year to two years. His body's used to it. His metabolism has become acclimated to that amount of food. So, of course, if he starts feeding his body, um, he's going to feel like overly full or he's going to think it's too much food because it's different and because it's more food than he's used to and because um, we need to repair or, or because his metabolism is used to burning 1,400 calories every day. But it doesn't change his biology, which is that of a 160-pound man who needs the food that he needs, and he's not giving it to it. So if he starts giving himself food and actually giving the amount that he needs, he's going to repair his hormones, and his metabolism is going to get ramped back up again. If he doesn't, then he's going to stay in the weeds. So usually when I find when I give people macronutrients, they are thrown off by the amount of food because they have to get used to it because it's different. It's different than what they're used to. So what is the number two thing that we always hear from people when, they, um, when we give them numbers? Uh, this is never a problem for me, but I'm thinking you're going with, uh, I, can't, I can't eat that much protein. I can't eat that much protein. How do I get that much protein? Right. I, I, had, a, I had a woman that I trained one time that um, was eating 40 grams of protein a day. 40. As a 
as a 150 pound female. So it's it's insane to think that you know a person who you know needs their 100 and you know 120 to 130 grams of protein when she's trying to lose weight that was eating 40 grams of protein a day. I've got men that when I try to give them protein macronutrients, they tell me it's too much protein or it's too much food. And those two things are just, uh, it's kind of insane to me. And it's something that, um, as your coach, you're right. I meant to, I need to, I need to teach you and, um, you know, educate you on why that's important, but it's hard for people who have two to three years of learned behavior to kind of get out of that a little bit. Um, so those are two things. Yes, guys, if I give you macronutrients, if you come to me looking for nutrition help or, you know, you're a member of my gym and you come to me and you want macronutrients, I'm probably nine out of 10 times going to tell you to eat more than you've ever eaten before. And I'm probably going to have you eat more protein that you've ever consumed before. But keep in mind, you're coming to me for help. You have to be ready to receive that advice that I'm going to give you and be open-minded about that. Because if you continue to do the same things you've been doing, you're going to get more return of the same things. Right. I mean, could you agree with that? Absolutely. And I've seen, I mean, how many times have you seen people do these extreme crazy diets, but they won't give you a week, a week on the macros. Like just, just hit your numbers for one week. One week. I guarantee zero times has a person hit the macros the way that I asked them to consistently zero times. Have they done that and not got results? The only time that people don't get results is when they're wishy-washy on hitting their numbers they're not exactly accurate or they don't communicate with me enough to get the changes that they need. So that leads me into a, a quick, I have a, yeah. I have a list of frequently asked questions that I'm, I'm building over here. All right, let's go. Uh, so do I need to count that spoonful of peanut butter or that bite of this or that yeah. bite of that? Absolutely. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me how much, uh, and how important it is to keep track of those things. I'll use myself as an example. I used to have this pepperoni thing where like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I got you, this big you, bag of You, Van, and I. Oh, my gosh, right? And Margarita. Oh, and what would happen is I, um, a couple times a day, would stop and get a couple slices of pepperoni. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I ate all this pepperoni. Um, Becky actually said there's a class. Uh, so those of you who don't know, uh, Coach Becky is a good friend of mine, strong as, strong as all get out. She is a fantastic nutrition coach also. She posts all kinds of cool stuff online. Um she uh, did Weight Watchers for a little bit uh, back in the day, and she mentioned they had this class called BLTs, which was Bites, Licks, and Tastes, right? And how that can add up. So I love that. So now I actually use it with my nutrition clients. I'm like, every single time you bite, you lick, or you taste something, like that accounts. Oh. Especially if you're doing two slices of pepperoni 10 times a day. You ever looked on the nutrition facts on a pepperoni slice? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, 400 grams of fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and that's, that's important with, um, with, with tracking your numbers. And, you know, even that first week, step one, when Cody says, track your numbers, like you got, you have to weigh everything. You have to make everything, uh, every single calorie that you put in your body is a calorie you put in your body. Um, so how are you going to say I hit a 2000 calorie a day diet when you snuck, uh, a thousand calories, uh, of bites, licks and tastes? (laughs) I just had I just had one little tablespoon twice peanut butter eighteen twice. times. Well, I know two tablespoons is uh is roughly sixty six grams, and it's about fifteen grams of fat, and we're talking about two hundred eighty to, to three hundred calories, depending on how much carbs and proteins in it. And if you're Phil, you can't have a spoonful of peanut butter without a glass of milk or two. And, or and now we're talking two hundred forty <laughs> calories. You know, see, like, it, right. and then you track macros for a, for a period of time, and you're 
uh, there's all these memes of like how I look at food and it's like that spiel from a perfect mind and it's just all these calculations. Like the, literally you start to look at food like that, um, which is even cooler because then you're like, I'll just manipulate those numbers and I'll get the body composition that I want. Um, so yeah, it, making sure that you track every single thing is super important. Every single bite, lick and taste that you do. Got something else from there? Uh, I've got more on there, but I'll, I'll either hit them as you. Let's, let's get let's get like two more. We're coming to the end of it. I think this is really great. Uh, we, man, we could go so many different tangents with this. We could go, we could go the hormone route. We can talk about the importance of manipulating your carbs and fats. But you know, I'm gonna keep it pretty general today with how to do it, uh, ways to implement it. Um, I'm probably actually gonna use this with nutrition clients that I get and give them just a basic understanding of it. So when I hand them these numbers, they're. Um, they can kind of understand what I'm looking for. Instead of having the same conversation, uh, I can just give it out to the masses and they can use this. Maybe, you know, maybe people, we do have a bunch of listeners that I don't even know that would listen to this podcast and maybe take these numbers and do something with it. So, um, yeah, let's hit a couple more questions and we'll call it good. All right. Um, so, Cody, uh, you gave me these numbers. I've been hitting them for two, three days now. Um, but I feel hungry all the time or mm-hmm. i feel too full i've seen i've seen you literally sit here um and and have nowhere left to swallow your rice because you uh you know you're hard gainer so you have to you're you're bumping those those macros up right uh but i've literally sit here and seen you uh eat past the point of you know that word that becky uses all the time satiety that's the one satiated Sash. are we saying it right I don't so know. what do you do with that uh, I mean, yeah. So what? Uh, what's? Uh, so I think with the full thing, I I can kind of pitch in there too a little bit because, um, you know, I'm a big guy. I've, you know, you get you get. Let's break it down to ultimately, you have developed habits that led you to ask Cody uh, or somebody for help. Um, you know, if if I didn't have bad habits, I wouldn't ask for help. Um, so, uh, I have bad habits which includes overeating, right? So um, now you've given me the number and the, and the amount of food I'm supposed to be eating. So you talk about a lot of people are like, that's too much, that's too many calories. Um, but you know, you, uh, you could eat two Jack in the Box, uh, what, are those, what are those big burgers they used to have? The ultimate cheeseburger, right? Uh, those are over a thousand calories each, right? Let's just say, <laughs> let's say everybody can eat two hamburgers in one day, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you eat two of those, like the, to, to tell me the calories is uh is too much is not and that's you know gets into a whole different podcast as far as like quality of food you're eating yeah yeah but um ultimately you have to give it time for your body to respond to this is the amount of food that i'm supposed to be eating right two three days is, isn't enough right to, right so um ultimately if you've been under eating for too long or you've been overeating for too long and now you have this number um which is based on your physical um attributes mm-hmm. um this is what you're supposed to be eating it takes time um you know and i you know like i don't want to get on a tangent here but if you do any kind of things like intermittent fasting or any different um diets out there or or whatever you want to call them if you do them, it takes time for your body to um, respond. It takes time for your mind to respond so that you can say, um, you know, after after that week, after two weeks, if you're telling Cody, I still feel hungry, um, then that's a different situation. It's not, 
it's really hard to get feedback from a person's body unless they do it consistently consistently for a period of time and countless more times than I can even count now somebody will get macros or a setup for me and they're like oh you know I feel really really full and then within like I had a call with a girl today and I was like look you're gonna tell me the first thing you're gonna tell me is that you're too full the second thing you're gonna tell me is there's too much protein and the third thing you're gonna tell me is that um, you're going over your carbs and fats and you can't hit your protein that's all it's all it's like clockwork three things are gonna happen and I told her already and I said look you here's what's gonna happen if you hit your numbers if you hit your numbers consistently it could go a couple different ways but more than likely here's what's gonna happen for a week you're gonna feel stuffed you're gonna feel like you're jamming all this food in your gullet and you're you're, you don't know where it's gonna go and you're gonna gain a hundred thousand pounds but here's what happens by the end of that week you've lost a pound and a half and then uh, it's always in about a week that second week you're gonna be hungry and it's not gonna be enough food because your metabolism is like oh snap it's time to fire it up and I'm gonna be able to do all kinds of stuff and I got all this energy now and I'm sleeping good my hormones are getting regulated better that's nine out of ten people are gonna tell are gonna get that response and then we could go the other way so the second likelihood that I'm not gonna say likelihood the second thing that could possibly happen is that it's too much food and then I'm not just gonna take it and like oh I gave you I gave you 2,000 calories I'm not going to go and knock you down to 1400. I'm going to take you to 1900. I'm just going to slowly walk you down because if we hit your numbers right, that means we're somewhere in the ballpark of what you need to do. I mean, it could, there's, again, that was a general calculation. It's one that I start with and then we troubleshoot from there. But that basic starting point is always going to be something close to that number. And then we'll just walk you down slow. And then it's, sometimes it's crazy. You take 50 calories off a person's diet. And if they're hitting their macros on the head, that 50 calories, all of a sudden they start losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a it's a small window of of uh, surpluses and deficits. Um, and if you jump too far, you know, uh, you're, you're trying to narrow down a small window. The thing to do is to make small steps. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, this... Th- th- you're developing a lifestyle here. This doesn't happen. This doesn't have to happen in a week. You don't have to nail these numbers. Like you have to, you have to nail your macros, but you don't necessarily have to nail the number. Like the number that's given to you doesn't have to be. Uh, it's not going to be perfect, right? The first time you get them, it's not going to be perfect. Sometimes it can be. More often than not, there's going to be some some trial and error, some change that happens the entire time. Right, and just like anything, people fall right into the calculations, mm-hmm. and so, uh, a lot of people don't. But you have to do your part so that your coach can yeah. make the adjustments necessary to find that, that number, that window. Right. Um, so that leads me into another thing. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a meat eater out there like myself, um, you know, I always look at it. I'm like, man, all this protein, that's awesome. But, you know, I look at the fats, you know, like I'm talking like, probably I think last time I had them, it was either... I think it was like 60 grams of fat, right? Uh, and you're talking like 190 grams of, of protein. Um, so, you know, I, I was on the phone with Cody lots, you know, trying to figure out how to get protein. Uh, and this is something about tracking your food, right? You find out that if you eat a lot of protein, um, like he said, the the fat content, right? So how am I supposed to eat 190 grams of protein? and stay under my 60 grams of fat definitely it, lean let me talk about this earlier too is your lean cuts of meat man 
Well, why I say it leads me into my next question is yeah. uh, best strategies for successfully uh, or setting yourself up to be successful at hitting your macros. Um, you know, and, and I think just protein or all of them. No, just let's just talk macros. Like, yeah. how, Coach Cody, you gave me these macros. Um, you know, you talk about books being a a time warp into someone's mm-hmm. uh, failures and mistakes, right? So, what's the first thing you could tell someone? Uh, you know, I can think of two off the top of my head that are going to be uh, successful for macros. And most people, when they first start macros, especially because you know, first week, step one, I'm just tracking my food, right? I'm just putting in fit my fitness pal, everything that goes into my body, um, right? So um, from there, how do I set myself up for success? Is, is, is it going to be nine times out of 10, I would say it's unsuccessful. I'm not saying it's not possible, but the person that just wakes up and continues basically tracking their food and trying to hit their macros is going to probably be unsuccessful. They're going to fail. Um, so I, I think there's two, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's two methods that uh, work really well for people, and that is the obvious, the, the meal prepping, right? Yeah. Uh, it's probably the most successful. And then second would be your, your Tetris player who uh, lays down in bed before they, before they wake up tomorrow. Um, they're going to sit there in their bed and they're going to, they're going to play with their Tetris pieces until, um, that number at the bottom of the screen is plus or minus five on your macros. Right. Right. And I, and I, and I think that's successful and it also, uh, leads into, and I'll let you go in a second cause I know you can go off on this, uh, leads into the other thing, which is, um, you know, you want to talk about, well, how I want this in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's a slice of cheesecake, whether um, it's a cheeseburger, whatever it, whatever your guilty pleasure is, an Oreo, six Oreos, seven Oreos. Um, the most successful way to keep that in your life so that you don't go insane, uh, but you are doing it in a manageable way and setting yourself up for success is maybe you're like, tomorrow I'm having six Oreos. So I'm going to put that in my, I'm going to put that in here now. And now I have all these Tetris pieces to kind of build around and still still get that guilty pleasure and hit my macros so two ways first way um so i think first question was how do i hit my macros what's a good way for that so good way for that is this this go and we almost forgot about it but building meals so building meals i always tell people you want protein fats carbohydrates and veggies in as many meals as possible so starting there and keeping that kind of thought process in mind is take your macros take your carbohydrates take your fats split it into the amount of times that you're going to eat that day. And then if you miss one of those meals, know that you're going to have to make that up somewhere else because you can't take that, those protein or those, you can't take those car, those uh, macro amounts and then wait to the end of the day and try to catch them up. It's just not going to work. You're going to have to do it a little bit throughout the day. So that's the first thing is every meal when you're building one, you want protein, carbs, and fats and veggies in there. And then as far as like sneaking in that little something, something for body composition, you people are gonna be so mad about this but i'm I'm here to tell you uh guys i lost weight eating pancakes uh reese cups and cheesecake right and basically that's going to tie into for body composition i found that you can pretty much eat whatever you want and within so what you mean by that is aesthetics versus performance right so for, for aesthetics your body composition you can eat 
you can eat a little something something you can have some cheerios and stuff like that and do just fine with it i did it what's i got that? what's uh, that hashtag i if why if it fits your macros yeah, there you go. Uh, i don't like that thought process but it, it's it's reality for body composition you can eat whatever you want but you're going to find that when you're eating garbage it's going to be hard to hit your numbers so you're gonna feel like garbage you can't right you feel like garbage you you know, you feel like garbage and you have trouble hitting your numbers because you're nothing but processed garbage in your life. But if you decide to do that, um, put it in first. When I was tracking macros hard and when I first discovered them and I got all the way down to like something crazy, like 8% body fat or something like that, um, there was a point, uh, I was doing it around my birthday time and my birthday ritual was to go to hibachi um, for, my, mm. for my dinner, right? I punched that in first thing in the morning. I got my, my chicken, chicken steak and my double yum yum and my fried rice. I put that in there first thing. <laughs> At the time, I was down to like 2,800 calories, something like that. Well, that Fujiyama, according to my fitness pal, was like close to 2,000 calories. Well, I just made that 1,000 calories work that day. And, and you're, I didn't gain any weight. Maybe I was a little bloated from the amount of sodium that I consumed the next day, but my weight stabilized like it always does when I eat something like that and I continue my weight loss situation. Absolutely. So put it in first thing in the morning. Um, put it in first thing in the morning and then um, go through the rest of your day with that. And then if you're, you need to hit your numbers, let's just split it into five different, um, you know, for most people I tell them four to five meals is gonna be a good start. Take those numbers, split them into four or five different ways. Um, so anywho guys, I think that's about it. We've gotten the weeds a little bit on it i kind of knew we would there's, there's so many different tangents and we'll probably have to do a bunch of follow-up uh episodes of this to get into this kind of stuff um but just generally speaking man this is so much good information that you can really dive into you can go on a number of different things for um, directions that you want to go with this but this is just general information i want people to understand that when they're tracking macros there's a lot of just basic things that they need to keep in mind and, and basic education that they need um, and we're going to stop there uh, Phil, where can they find you at if they want to follow along with your your life, your journey? I'm a Big Philly B on Instagram. Big Philly B on Instagram. If you want to follow our gym on Instagram, we're at CrossFit Number Seven Cities.com. You can also search us in the Facebook bar if you're a Facebooker. Um, also, if you want to follow me, I do you know nutrition coaching in my gym in person. I do it online. I also do individual program design. Also, if you want to get in on that, just uh, look me up on Instagram at at the CF7C Coach. You can also search me on Facebook. Um, just search bar Cody Smith. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you've got any questions on any of this stuff, you can always email me at Cody at CrossFit 7 Cities. We'd love to answer questions. We'd love to get into, you know, good conversations and good, um, you know, essentially just talk about anything that people want to know. We love giving out information and content. So I uh, hope you've enjoyed. Do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Um, tell us how good we sound and how we got a good face for radio. And, um, you know, as always, give us some feedback, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time.